You're listening to the pulpit of Marion Avenue Baptist Church. Thank you for joining us for today's message. For additional resources, you can visit us online at marionavenuebaptist.com or by calling 855-825-4113. The truth will make you free. Joseph and Mary, a perfect match made in heaven, chosen by God to carry out the beginning of redemption's plan. Were they afraid? Did they doubt? The long-awaited one, the Messiah, was about to be born. Little did they realize the specific details of Scripture about to be fulfilled. When he would be born, where, and how. Consider Mary, a young Jewish girl with child, on the grueling 80-mile road to Bethlehem. For her, it was one step at a time as she carried the child who made the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the very world her son would one day die to save. And can you hear Joseph tenderly whisper, hold on, you're almost there. As we come to Christmas in Luke chapter number 2, we think of the journey of Christmas. So many journeys took place in the Bible. And for those of you that have seen the Christmas play, you remember that journey as they were making their way to Bethlehem. I want to talk about the journey tonight as we look at Christmas. I want God to speak to our hearts through the journey of Christmas, the Christmas journey. There are three places on this journey. First of all, the where are you place. Secondly, the where are you going place. And thirdly, the how are you getting there. First of all, on our Christmas journey, where are you? Joseph and Mary, first of all, were together. They were together. He had a good mind to put her away, but he didn't. And they stuck together through the thick and the thin. And God was able to use them and could only use them together because they were faithful to one another and stayed together. Secondly, we see that they were surrendered. That's where they were. When you begin this Christmas journey this week, the most important question that you can ask is, where are you in your heart? Where are you in your Christian life? Where are you in your relationship with the Lord? Where are you in your marriage? Where are you children with your parents and with your future? Where are you young adults? And where are you teenagers? It's easy to get caught up into the journey without asking the location, the GPS, the beaming signal of where you are. They were together in unity. They were surrendered. Mary said, be it unto me according to thy word. And nothing could stop them. They were going forward in surrender. Next we see that they were following God's plan for their life. They were in the perfect will of God. Somebody say amen to that. They were in a place of praise. My soul doth magnify the Lord my Savior. That's where they were. When we come to Luke chapter number 2, we see that there's a fierce debate going on about the taxing, no doubt, because people had to be dislocated. People had to be uh, uprooted and, and they had to move for this census and this taxing because this emperor, this kingdom, had a whim that they would uh, count everybody and tax everybody. And so people, no doubt, lost their jobs. People lost their lives as the elderly couldn't make it back and they're trying to make these journeys just for Mary and Joseph. It was 90 miles without a vehicle and I've seen the train. It wasn't a walk in the park or on a nice smooth road. It wasn't the Kiwash Nature Trail. It was a treacherous 
journey that the psalmist wrote about David uh, leading through the valley of the shadow of death. These were the trails that they were on and they were all going back because this kingdom, this empire had called them to this crazy taxing and the people were powerless to do anything about it. People were probably losing their homes. They had to travel long distances. They had to give more than they had. It did not matter what they had. They had to give whatever was demanded at the individual taxation place that they arrived to. And of course, there was so much fraud and a political behind-the-scenes maneuvering and jockeying that the, the, the people of God felt like that they were always getting the short end of the stick. They felt like many of them had lost their future because of what was going on in the land. Not only is it this time of taxing and the census, but they are under rule in their own land. This is the holy land. This is the promised land. These are God's people. And they had no control of their own government. They had no control of their own destiny. They had no control of their own freedom. And to so many in these days, hope was fading. They didn't know what would tomorrow would look like. They didn't know what their land would become. And they had dreams for their children and dreams for their grandchildren. And yet, because of this Roman rule, they had to follow all these crazy things. If somebody asked them not to wear a mask, but asked them to carry a pack, they had to carry a pack for them. Heavy, I mean, the stuff we portray in the Christmas play is minor compared to what they had to do. They would be whipped and beaten publicly and there were crucifixions. The Romans didn't invent it, but they perfected crucifixion, which was an awful form of death. And if you just crossed anything politically, you would be crucified. You would be mocked. You would be scourged. You would be whipped with the cat of nine tails if you crossed them politically. You say, how do I know that? Uh, Because it's all over the scriptures, but that's how Jesus died. We have a Law and by our law, this man must die. That's what was said of Jesus. The elderly people are afraid. People are losing everything under this Roman rule. And now this next whim of this Caesar Augustus has come. We can only imagine the religious, social, and political jockeying that was going on for strength, safety, money, influence. Everybody was looking for the secret to somehow make it through everything that was going on politically, geographically of that day. But in the midst of this setting and all of this crisis far beyond what we've ever experienced in the United States, God's greatest secret, God's greatest gift came into earth. The creator of heaven came into earth. And most missed it because the natural mind is not looking for the supernatural. It's not looking for the biblical. And there are many here tonight on this Christmas journey. And you've come in here with the natural mind. Looking for clarity. Looking for strength. Looking for safety. Looking for stability. Looking for hope for the future. And our natural mind doesn't think to think about the secret of God. 
And God has a secret as was revealed. Even Isaiah said in Isaiah 53, the great Christmas passage, verse number one, to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Here's what he's saying when he gives the prophecy. God, people aren't going to believe this. Verse two says, that there's nothing to be desired of him. When we see him, there's no form nor comeliness. And God said, yes, he's my secret. And the only way that you can have my secret is to go from the natural mind and the natural way of thinking into the secret place. A manger. A place of birthing little lambs, but not a lamb. The son of God. The lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And there were a few people, there were a few people that went from the natural thinking that many are sitting here and living in, and certainly I've been in and out of it in my own life, of operating in the natural man, people sitting in that little town that I have seen, in that city, Jerusalem, up in the highest regal and royal places of all of Zion, trying to find wealth, stability, power, influence, Keep their head on their neck trying to figure it all out. And God says down in a lowly place. On a hillside in Bethlehem. My secret has been revealed. Who was it revealed to? It was revealed to the surrendered. It was revealed to the listening. And it was revealed to the obedient. You say, could it be that easy tonight? Yes. Where are you, Joseph and Mary? Surrendered. Here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, send me. It was revealed to the listening. Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me. God, I'm listening. It was revealed to the obedient. God, I'll go. I'll bear the Christ child. Psalm 91 says, let me just read it for you really quick. I want to turn there as the Lord laid this on my heart here. Psalm 91. And if you want to turn there, you can. I want to read it to you. It's a very powerful passage of Scripture to enter from the natural mind on this journey of Christmas and the busyness of Christmas. The Bible says in verse 1 of Psalm 91, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The snare of the fowler is any trap. You concerned about the future, America? Concerned about the future, young adult? Concerned about the future, teenager? The best is yet to come, but only for the one who goes from the natural mind, not thinking to think about the secret of God, presence of God, the power of God, the influence, the purpose, the strength that came to that little couple, Mary and Joseph. Nobody's special. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nothing special. But they received what the whole world missed because they would not go from the natural mind and the natural day-to-day -day operation, the busyness, and enter into God's secret. God's stillness, the presence of God. You say, apply this to my life. There are many young ladies right now that will miss the will of God in getting hitched up with somebody that will bring much sorrow or pain into their life because they've not gone from the natural thinking on this journey to the surrendered, listening, and obedient thinking.
And on the flip side, there are many that will enter into the will of God because they've simply surrendered and say, Lord, I prayed and am praying. God, I'm listening. And God, I'll obey. There are many young men that have not gone from the natural thinking of figuring it all out. We as men, I've got my job, I've got my house, I've got my car, I've got my girl, I've got my life, here we go. And God says, but my secret slips in to the silent place of surrender, the silent place of listening, and the silent place of obedience. And so in the midst of the chaos of the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, the secret to those that will live an overflowing, abundant life will be those that tonight at the Marion Avenue Baptist Church say, Dear Lord, where am I? Am I surrendered to your word? You say, how do I know if I am? I listen to it. How do I listen to it? I hope you're listening right now. I hope you're listening in the morning. I hope on Christmas morning, it's not much different than any other morning. When you sit down, instead of reading Luke Two, like all the, instead of reading Proverbs or Psalms or Genesis or Revelation or any book in between, you sit down and read Luke 2, but it's not much different than any other morning because you're surrendered to it, you're listening to it, and then you're carrying it out and witnessing and telling others about Jesus. You know who God reveals His strength to and stability to and secret to and power to and joy to in everything that you want and you wish and you long for, that fullness, that promised land life? He reveals it to those who on the journey keep correcting their course and saying, God, where am I? Where am I? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When my mom passed away, I remember tears dripping down my face as I looked out over the yard that she loved. And the memories of seven children, all the games, the fun, the fire, hearing my mom's strong alto voice singing over the strum of my dad's guitar. Singing those beautiful songs. Oh, how sweet to walk round and round the block. Bringing, however it goes. Uh, they wrote that one too. Spreading. Oh, how sweet to drive round and round the farm. Miss Chris, you've been in bus breakfast for like 80 years. Somebody help me. I can't remember the song. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, Ringing doorbells for my Lord, wearing out my shoes, spreading God's good news. Ringing doorbells for my Lord. I got to get this one because I like it. I didn't plan to do any of this. God's just feeding me this stuff right here. I mean, I got a message, but I'm rabbit trailing right now. Oh, how sweet to drive round and round the farms. It's a good verse. We got to sing it. Wearing out my tires, stirring revival fires. Knocking on doors or ringing doorbells. We're doing something for my Lord. But wait a minute. I looked out and I remembered us singing those old songs down by the fireside. Singing about the family of God and many things. I won't sing because I'm known to forget words. But anyways, and the tears dripped down my face. And in that moment, I said, God, where am I with you? Where am I with you? And the still small voice said, you're in the shadow. That secret place with God. And because you've sought me, and I do not say that in, in pride, there have been many days where I didn't, I didn't seek him. But because you've been praying and walking with me and seeking me before she passed, now that she's gone, you'll be okay because you're in the secret place. You're in the secret place.
I think about Gene Sharp, Brother Andy, who just lost his wife. Just a 40-year-old lady in her 40s, head-on collision. By the way, they just found out that the truck driver crossed across the line and hit her. She was in a small little car. They thought maybe, was she texting? She never texts. She don't know how to text. She does not text. But they, you know, and people were crushed about that. And then the report came out that somebody crossed across the line. What do you do with that? You only survive it if you're dwelling in the secret place of the Most High. Mary and Joseph on their journey were surrendered. They were following God's plan. They were together. The prodigal son came to himself. And he had to say, where's my GPS signal beaming me out to? Number two, on the journey of Christmas, where are you spiritually? Secondly, where are you going? Mary and Joseph were going where they were supposed to go. Joseph was going where he was supposed to go morally. He didn't touch her during that time. They were going where they were supposed to go in duty. They were going to pay taxes to a tyrannical leader. It didn't make sense. They were padding his pocket. But they rendered unto Caesar the things that were Caesar's. And they had duty. It's time for a generation of young people, listen to me children, to rise up and do what they're supposed to do. Duty. 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 They went. Against all odds, they paid the price. And God blessed them because of it. Where are you going? Let me just say this. It's not so much of where you're going, but... What direction are you going? And who do you have beside of you? It's hard to go to the wrong place when you're hitched to the right person. And it's hard to go to the right place when you're hitched to the wrong person. Where are you going? They were going where they were supposed to go. Where will you go this week? Where will you go this week? If you're listening online later on the podcast... Where will you go on that keyboard on the computer? Where will you go? Where will, you, where will your feet take you this week? Where will your eyes take you? Where will your ears take you? Where will your heart take you? Where will you go this week? Where are you going this Christmas season? Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to me. Young man, where are you going? Young adult, where are you going? Have you sought counsel? Have you asked Should I do this? If you ever enter into something that you can't ask counsel for, you ought to stop. Say, why can't I ask counsel of the Lord and of the Lord's servants that He's placed into my life? Children, where are you going? Are you going in a direction of obedience? Do you have a chip on your shoulder? Do you have hurt in your heart towards mom and dad that you're not willing to forgive? Are you mad at God because God took a loved one from you? Are you mad at God because maybe your parents split up and you think somehow, someway it was God's fault? Where are you going? Where are you going in your heart with God? Where are you going in your obedience to your mom and dad and to the word of God, the scriptures? Where are you going? And then number three, how are you going to get there? You know how Mary and Joseph got there? They listened to the voice of God. You will never get where you should be without the word of God. You'll never get where you should be without the word of God. Then they followed his every direction. Even when it seemed unthinkable, they just put one foot in front of the other and the will of God is revealed in steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Most of the places that we are supposed to go, we don't get there fast. 
Walls of Jericho came down because they marched and they marched and they marched and they marched. I said to our first love class, each and every Sunday is just one brick in the building of your life. But oh, what a beautiful structure it is. Oh, what a beautiful building. You know how this great promised land building will be built? One brick at a time. Thank God we're looking into brick. We have some, some brick option there, but one brick at a time. One brick at a time. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected, what's the next word if you know it? End. The end of the thing is better than the beginning. So it takes faithfulness saying, God, I'm going your direction. I've said this many times before. <clears throat> when we think about our children and the influence of our children to others and the influence of children, it isn't, we, we understand all children have foolishness bound in their hearts. So I'm not saying our kids are, you know, better than other kids, but here's what we're trying to say and do in our lives. We look at the direction of a friendship. The direction of that friend versus the position of a friend. I've met many good Christian young people that grew up in a church like this, second, third, fourth, 20th generation Christians. And they are here, but they're facing the way of the world. I've met others who are here, but they're facing the way of God. My mom and dad taught us, I can hear my mom multiple times, you go help that individual. They're not where they ought to be. They might drop those curse words or those swear words. They might have that music. They might do this. But you go sit beside them. You invite them to sit with you. You pour out your heart to them. And you, I'm not talking about sitting up late at night and chatting online and all this close heart friendship. I'm talking about a serving friendship to go the direction. Where are you going? If that way is away from God and that way is towards God, which way are you facing tonight? I'll say it again. Which way are you facing tonight? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. As we enter into Christmas, I want you to remember these simple three thoughts. Where are you, church? Are you saved? Where are you? Are you listening? Where are you? Are you surrendered? Where are you? Are you obedient? Say, no, I'm not. You can be tonight. Where are you? Where are you going? What direction are you going? How are you going to get there? Are you listening? Are you applying? Are you studying? Are you memorizing? You know the word meditate literally means to mumble. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt. You know what that means is you're reciting scripture. When you go to bed at night, you ought to recite scripture over your children. You ought to quote scripture. You ought to drive down the road. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the council. You're meditating on the way. You just think, oh, if I just think. No, no, no. You meditate. You say it out loud. You even mumble, if you will, or, or utter the words of the scriptures. That's how you're going to get there. It's how you're going to have good success, stability, and have a year like you've never had in 2021. Would you stand to your feet? God has spoken did he speak to you? He certainly spoke to me. It's a great truth found in the word of God in Luke chapter number two of a Christmas journey. Where were they? Where were they morally? Where were they going? And how were they going to get there? The musicians are playing. God's people are moving.
you need to be saved, we encourage you to come and make that decision tonight. Where are you in eternity? Will you go out into eternity, spend an eternity in hell? When the Lord comes back in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, it'll all be done. It'll be over. It'll be too late. Wouldn't surprise me if it happened tonight. Do you know for sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? Are you serving the Lord in obedience? Do you love him? Are you surrendered? Or you got it all figured out? It's your way or the highway. The journey of Christmas was a realization of where they were, Mary and Joseph. The world in their natural thinking missed it because they were so consumed with all the stuff going on around them. He that dwelleth in the secret place be able to be in the shadow of the Almighty. You'll have a rest. No snare of the fowler will get you this year. Father, thank you for speaking to us tonight. Bless us, I pray, as we continue to serve you this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Continue with all of the hundreds of baskets or bags that we gave you, pre-stuffed with the gospel cards, with the, with the uh, gospel um, uh, video cards, uh, Brother Morrow was so gracious to help us make those, uh, make the video, and those are in the bag, and they're ready to go. And so please get those out as you see behind us. That is what it is all about. Um, and then also we have a uh, meeting tonight, as we mentioned, right back here in the Jolly 60s room immediately after the service with those using the transportation to school. And then also uh, those playing basketball, volleyball in January, if you'll meet right after that meeting, just right after the service. And then Regina Kumar is coming to join our church tonight. We're thankful. Miss Rebecca is going to be going back, and we've been really praying for um, uh, Regina through her health issues. She's been saved and baptized and wants to identify with this local body of believers. I'm excited about Regina being a part of our church family. Mama, are you okay with this? Where are you at? All right. Okay, very good. Do I see a motion that we invite her into our church membership? A second. Thank you all in favor. Raise your right hand. Any opposed? show a like sign, and it is so unanimous and ordered. Thank you so much. It's good to see you back there, Brother Scott Campbell, um, and I just want to thank you for traveling so far. I, I just saw you back there traveling so far. They live, if you've ever been over Sperry, uh, Minneapolis, you just keep driving about another, what, 20 minutes or so, that area over there, if I've got the area right, and uh, I'm so thankful for you and others that travel that far. I'm going to have you lead us in a word of closing prayer. Don't forget Wednesday night. We're going to have a great, great time together. Also, this Wednesday is the teen Christmas party meeting. Get your kids in here early and then y'all go out and have a little date or something here in town while you're waiting till seven o'clock. And so that starts at three o'clock. It's going to be a great time. Spanish just had a party downstairs. That basement is so beautiful and so much fun to have those Christmas parties in. Am I forgetting anything tonight? All right, I think we've got it. It's been a great night, hasn't it? Great day. We, it's been a wonderful day. Thank God for that. Brother Scott, uh, you lead us in a word of prayer, and Miss Shannon, if you'll come and stand with Miss Regina. Amen. Would you come down here and just give your first name to Regina? She won't remember you all, but uh, come and introduce yourself. God bless you, and you are dismissed. Remember those two meetings. We'll see you momentarily.